God bless you. Amen. Amen. It's an honor to be before you, the great people of God who are viewing us virtually through Facebook, YouTube, and the Yes Lord Ministries mobile app. Uh, we're so excited that you can join us on tonight for our Sunday night night service. And I just sense uh, that for this uh, being the first, uh, being the first uh, Sunday night night service that I'm ministering in uh, for this month, uh, that God truly does want us to be ignited for this year going forward. Uh, I was actually uh, reading a story with my daughter, and um, in the story, it was a story of Abraham when God was calling Abraham to uh, leave his his father and his mother and and all that he was familiar with and to go to a place that God would show him. And the one thing that God kept saying, or the, the in the story, it kept saying was, "Trust me." You know, even when every time Abraham asked a question, God would say, trust me. And so today we're going to talk about uh, just a message of faith. Uh, and so let's start out with prayer. Lord God, we just thank you for this time and your word. Lord God, that you would begin to uh, just enlighten our hearts, enlighten our spirits, Lord God, so that we can take your word and live by it, Lord God, and walk it out in our daily lives. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that we're growing from faith to faith and glory to glory. Lord God, even by your spirit, God, and we just thank you, praise you right now for being empowered through your word and encouraged through your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. And, and so we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to go from Mark, uh, the 11th chapter, verses 22 to 25, Mark, the 11th chapter, verses 22 to 25, amen. And so Mark 11, 22 to 25 reads like this, and Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I say it to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. And then let's go to Luke, uh, Luke 17, verse six, Luke 17, verse six. And Luke 17, verse six reads like this. And the Lord said, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. And the last scripture uh, focus will be uh, Mark, will be Mark uh, 439, Mark 439. Uh, and that scripture, Mark 439, talks about uh, Jesus when he was with the, the disciples on a boat uh, and they were going across and they were fearful because there was a storm that had started and, and they didn't know what was going to happen. But here's what Jesus did. It says he got up and sternly rebuked the wind and sea and said to the sea, hush, be still, muzzled. And the wind died down as if it had grown weary. And there was at once a great calm, a perfect peacefulness. Amen. Amen. And so today uh, we're going to talk about our title will be uh, Faith to Move Mountains. Faith to Move Mountains. And so we want to always understand that our faith in God 
is not just something that we say uh, just to sound good. It, it's not something that it, it's not just something that we say. Period. It, it's it's something. It's a part of us. It's a part of our operation in the Christian walk uh, as children of God. It's, it's a part of the way that God operates. Uh, and so we we see in those scriptures, especially Mark, uh, the scriptures that we looked at in Mark and Luke. Uh, we see that it dealt with using your faith to to speak to mountains and to uh, cause mountains to be removed out of your life. And so we under we have to understand that in prayer, in the Christian walk, we have to begin to one we have to speak to God about our mountains. So we pray, we pray in faith, believing that God is the one who is able to empower us to see victory. And then we speak directly to our mountain. We don't just we don't we don't speak as if uh, the mountain we deserve to have that mountain in our lives because nobody deserves to have an obstacle from progress in your life and that's what mountains symbolize. Mountains symbolize uh, objects or things in your life that are preventing you from progressing forward because we understand that God always wants us to move forward. But then there come times in life because we do live real life where things happen and so there come times where we come upon a mountain that something that seems insurmountable, something that, that seems very difficult to cross. And, and But see, God doesn't leave us there. God doesn't leave us there because God has given us the ability to use our faith to move those mountains out of our way, which is why he said, whoever, he says, have faith in God or have the faith of God, have the faith of God. And so we need to understand that we need to speak that desire in result. We don't, if we want a mountain to be removed out of our way, then we cannot speak that problem, continually speak that problem and empower the problem. Because if, if we continually, it is something for us to know the truth and to continually live a lie. That That's self-deception. But there, there, there are those people that they don't know the truth. And so they, there is, impossible for them to really see their way out. But for us that know the truth, that know the word of God, we are able to see our way out. Why? Because we know, we know that when we operate the faith of God, because that's what it says in an original manuscript in Greek, it says not just have faith in, but have the faith of God, have the faith of God, the very same faith that God used in the beginning. And we're we're gonna we're supposed to operate in that same creative faith, that faith that makes things happen. And so, uh, and so we need to understand the connection. We need to understand a connection or the relation between re confession and possession. Confession and possession. We need to understand that th that there is a connection in that when you operate in faith. Okay. And so let's look at uh, Genesis one verses one to three, Genesis one, verses one to three says this in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty and covered the surface of the watery depths. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, then God said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. God didn't say, let there be light and then say, Oh boy, it's really dark. It's really dark. But he used the authority that he had, that he possessed. He used the authority that he possessed. And he said, light be. 
Let there be light. I'm calling light forth from the north, the south, the east, and west. Light, come and, and just shine on this place. And what happened? There was light. There was light. And see, too many believers are not seeing answers to prayer is because they're not speaking their desired result. They're not speaking from a place of faith where they know that once they speak it out of their mouth, that they will get what they say. They're, they're, not, they're not praying like that. They're praying almost like they're rolling the dice and hoping that it lands on their number. But when you understand and you begin to understand the, the power and the authority that you have as a believer, as a, a blood-bought believer, a son and daughter of God, then you understand the fact that there is no mountain that comes in your way that cannot be moved. And so let's look at Hebrews, one, Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, verses 1 to 3, Hebrews 11, verses 1 to 3 says this now faith is faith is the assurance now faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen for by it the people of old receive their commendation by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of god it was created by the word of god so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible so God didn't create what we see now in front of us. He did not create the trees and he did not create the birds and, and all the animals. He did not create everything that we see here in the universe. He did not create it by taking something that already existed and putting it together and hoping like we make cakes. He didn't take already things, ingredients that were already out there and make what we see. No, it says he spoke it. It says it, the universe was created by the word of God. The universe was created by the word of God. And so we understand now that when we use the word of God, we will get some created results. We will get created results in Proverbs. In Proverbs 18, right before the life and death, it says a man's belly shall be filled with the increase of his lips. Whatever you say, you're going to get what you say. Whether it's bad or good, you're going to get what you say. And so now you have to choose what you want. You have to choose what you want. Stop saying reckless things if you don't want reckless things to happen to you. You have to begin to position yourself to speak and declare and decree what God has said until you learn to speak what God has said. That's why in Romans 10, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. He even told Joshua in Joshua 1, he told Joshua, he said, meditate on a word day and night, meditate on a word day and night, make it a continual, consistent process, because if you don't get the word on the inside of you, then you won't have success on the inside of you. If you don't get the word on the inside of you, then you won't have victory on the inside of you, and you speak whatever is on the inside of you. You will speak. You will speak. Your words will betray whatever is on the inside of you. So if you got word on the inside of you, then word will come out. 
when situations of crisis or pressure or anxiety happen to you, you will speak the word because the word is on the inside of you. And if you want to move mountains, then you got to speak the words of the mountain mover. That's why Jesus said, have faith, have the faith of God. Start to use the same faith that God uses. Start to live in the same faith that God lives. And then Paul tells us in Romans, he says, you go from faith to faith and glory to glory. We go from faith to faith and glory to glory, which is why, yeah, in, in, in uh, Matthew, it talks in Mark 4.39, it talks about the, the grain of mustard seed, but you ain't to lay your, you're not to let your faith stay at that level. The grain of mustard seed is merely a starting point, but it's not your end point. But what Jesus says, he says, even if, even if your faith is the smallest size, even if you start out with the smallest possible degree of it, if you, if you really believe, then you can, you can tell, you can curse trees, you can, you can cause limbs to grow. You can cause whatever you need to manifest in your life. But it, but a person, we have to understand that we cannot, we cannot, we cannot think that we are powerless to change the situations in our lives. And see, the reason why a lot of believers are experiencing defeat is because continual defeat and not coming out of it is because they don't they they're not they don't have the right image on the inside they don't have the right image on the inside and what is the image we're supposed to have well in genesis what does it say it says that we were created in the image of god so guess what the word is helping me to rediscover the image of god in me Because when I look in the mirror, I should see what God sees, who the word says I am. Well, I, I should be able to, to, to think I can do what the word says I can do. And so and, and let's look at the Christian standard version of that of that same verse, Hebrews 11, one, verse one to three says, now faith is the reality of what is hoped for the proof of what is not seen for our ancestors won God's approval by it. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by God's command. So that gives us a whole new perspective on Genesis 1, verses 1 to 3. God didn't ask light to come. He commanded it, and it was so. And you can build your faith to that same level where you can command, and it is so. In Job, in Job, the book of Job, yeah, there's a lot of sad stuff in there. But then there's one part that is like a turning point in Job 6, where it says, you shall decide and decree a thing, and it shall be. It shall be. And we need to we need to understand that there is power in our mouths. There's power in our mouths. 
I know they say the saying sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never, but words can hurt. Words can, the words that you speak and the words that are spoken to you can be detrimental to you and cause trauma that goes deep inside of your spirit. And if we really understood the power and the importance of words, then we would be more careful and disciplined how we use our words. And so we have to understand that confession, that our confession, our confession brings about spiritual realities such as our salvation. And that, that's Romans. In the book of Romans uh, 10, verse 8 to 10, it says what? On the contrary, what does it say? The message is near you in your mouth and in your heart. This is the message of faith that we proclaim if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart resulting in righteousness and one confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation. And so your mouth your faith confession brings about spiritual realities in your life. And so that ought to encourage you and ought to get you uh, uh, recalibrated. And that, that's what I really want you to, to, to just get from this one today. I want you to become recalibrated in your faith as you enter into this new year, that this year is not going to be like last year or the year before that or the year before that. This year, I am going to break some cycles, okay? This year, I am not going to repeat the same mistakes over and over again and say reckless things and experience reckless results and have to deal with the consequences of recklessness. No, I am going to allow God to speak through me because one, I'm going to get the word in front of me and then I'm going to get the word in me because you are what you eat. You cannot eat chocolate cake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and think you're going to have six-pack abs. You cannot drink soda instead of water and think that you're going to have clear skin. You are what you eat. And uh, too many of us are eating junk food. We're, we're looking at our news feeds. We're looking at the news. We're looking at uh, uh, TV, uh, just watching TV at all times. We're, we're, we're feeding ourselves junk food. We're feeding ourselves junk food. But when we read the word of God, what we're taking into is the bread of heaven. We're, we're taking in the bread that can nourish us for everlasting life. And, and so the, the, ultimate result or benefit of that is we start to experience everlasting life. You don't have to die in order to experience everlasting life. You can be alive. That's why Jesus in John 10, 10, he says, a thief, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. What do you think is happening while you're eating junk food? You're destroying yourself. 
But he said, I came that you might have life, Zoe, the God kind of life, and then have it in abundance to the full, till it overflows out of you. And to where when I come in contact with people, now I'm dispensing life just from contact. And so we have to understand that the word of God, the word of God is the nourishment that we need to partake of on a daily basis. He told Joshua, meditate on the word day and night. Don't just do it once and say, oh, well, I did my reading for the day. Thank you, Lord. No, but meditate on the word day and night. So once I read it, now I'm going to allow the word to churn on the inside. I'm going to ponder it. That's what the word meditate. I'm going to ponder what I just read and allow the Holy Spirit to then give me revelation on what I just read. But that revelation is not going to be in conflict with the written word. That revelation will merely bring an enlightenment that can be confirmed by the written word. That's, that's why I have a problem when people have revelations and the revelations cannot be backed up by the word of God. Like it's some extemporaneous, some outside of the word type of, uh, of truth that God hid just for them. No, no. The, he says the, in Peter, Peter says that the Bible, the word of God is not a private interpretation. It's not something that only you are going to get. No, you may get it now, but other people are going to get later. But from reading the same thing. And so we then understand that our confession, by our confession, we could actually tap into the ability of God. Our confession. So when you're, when you're experiencing a, a situation where you need God's ability, you can tap into that. And so let's look at an example of that in Joel 3, verse 10. Joel 3, verse 10 says, Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say what? I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. In the in English Standard Version, it says, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears and let the weak say, I am a warrior. I feel like God in this season of 2022 uh, wants his people to reawaken the warrior inside of them. And, and they, he wants them to, instead of feeling defeated, say, I am a warrior. I am strong. People may try to highlight your, your uh, disqualifications, what, what may uh, put you outside of qualifying for a, a specific task or, or privilege, but no, 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 no. You say, I am. I am qualified. I am good enough. I am worth it. And see, that's the way we need to read the word. We need to read the word where we start to see who God says we are. We need to see what God says we can have. And we need to say, I am, I am debt free. I am healed. I am whole. 
I am. We need to we need to become who the word says we are to become. With the day you get saved, you are beginning the process of becoming. Who are you becoming? You're becoming more like Jesus. You're becoming more like Jesus. That is, Jesus was the living word. And, and so as we begin to uh, continually take the word on the inside, and as we begin to apply it to our lives, we become more and more. We begin to, again, I talked about that image of God in the beginning. We become more and more like Jesus, who was exactly it says in the scriptures, it says he was the express image of God. And so we become more and more like Jesus, who is the express image of God. And the image of God becomes restored on the inside of us. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to restore the image of God because the image that a lot of people have today is not the image of God. It may be the image of Gucci. It may be the image of their, their job. It may be the image of their possessions, but it is not the image of God. And what the word of God wants to do, what Jesus wants to do through the word is he wants to restore the image of God in you so that you can then operate in the faith of God when situations arise, you no longer see those mountains and, and marvel at the size of those mountains, but you realize the authority that you have as a child of God, because the image of God is on the inside of you, and you realize that you're no longer standing alone in your own strength, but you are standing in the ability of God to defeat and to experience breakthrough in every single area of your life. And so we need to understand that we need to see ourselves the way God sees us, just like in 2 Corinthians 5.21. We need to say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. They can try to bring up your past. And an apostle this morning uh, talked about uh, talked about no longer bound by your past. And, and so if we're not going to be bound by our past, then we need to say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When they try to bring what you did in the past before Christ to you and say, you were a liar, you were a whore, you were this, you were that, you were that. No, I am now, that was who I was. But who I am now is I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so we have to believe that those things in Mark eleven twenty three believe that those things which you say will come to pass. You have to believe that if you are making a, a faith confession based on the word of God, you are not speaking on your own, but you're partnering with God for life. And as you partner with God for life and say what God says about you and about your situation, then you will, what you say will come to pass. Those positive things, the positive confession that you're making based on the word of God will come to pass. And so every day you need to shape yourself shape yourself with the word let the word let the word continually continually just get 
press out, press out those, those marks, those Mars in your life, those things that time and experience have caused to cause to, to bring damage and trauma and all those hurts and, and those psychic traumas in your life. No, the word is pressing those things out and restoring me, making me new. And we have to understand that we are partakers of God's nature. And that's 2 Peter, 2 Peter 1, verse 3 to 10. We're, we're partakers of God's nature, the success. That's what he told Joshua, success, He love, power. We get all that because that's part of God. And second, and, and let's look at it. Let's look at it. 2 Peter 1, verse 3 to 10 says this, his divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge. You got to get the knowledge from the word of him who called us by his own glory and virtues. Who's him? Jesus. By these, he has given us very great, very great. You are called to be great and precious promises so that through them you may share in the divine nature, that you may share in the divine nature. Escaping, escaping the corruption that is in the world because of evil desire. For this very reason, make every effort, make every effort. Effort is required of you. Make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affectionate with love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The person who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted and has forgotten the cleansing from his past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election because if you do these things, you will never stumble. And then let's look at Hebrews. Hebrews, and I'm almost done. The book of Hebrews. Chapter 4, verse 12 to 16. Hebrews 4, 12 to 16 says, For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart, no creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not. Let us hold fast. Let me go back. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. 
And so we have the faith to move mountains. We have the faith to move mountains. Jesus Christ has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. But it comes, but we grow in it when we grow in the knowledge of the word. You cannot think that you're going to lead a successful Christian life on earth if you are not reading the word of God. No matter how long you've been saved, nobody knows it all. And so even the person who's been saved for 50, 60, 70 years or 100,000 years will still need to daily read the word of God as long as they are here on the earth because these are the things that help us to become fruitful. Fruitful. And you need to decree and declare that this year will not be unfruitful. This year you will increase in fruitfulness for God. This year, you will see miracles happen through your life. This year, you will see souls saved through your testimony. This year, you will see mountains moved out of your life. This year, you will help other people to see mountains moved out of their lives. Because we're not supposed to be saved and delivered just so that we can be saved and delivered, but we're saved and delivered so that we can help other people to be saved and delivered. He gave the disciples and, and, and Matthew and Mark, he gave the disciples the, the mission to disciple the nations. Complete Deliverance, Finding and Keeping Total Victory for Your Life by Apostle Willie Talbert. Learn how to get delivered and stay delivered. God's Word shows us how to live in total victory. Live each day as a believer who is experiencing total victory and walking in complete deliverance. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Changing of the Guards, Understanding Who Rules You by Dr. Mamie S. Talbert. Wake up and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Learn to pray until a change has taken place in the spiritual realm. Don't allow the wrong kinds of thoughts to thrive. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Partner with YLM Financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text GIVE to 1-844-948-3895. GIVELIFY. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website, visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Cash app, dollar sign, yes, Lord M. Mail checks or money orders to Yes, Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey, 07083. You're invited to our Sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8.30 a.m. Every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m., Join us for our Sunday Night Ignite service. Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for corporate prayer. Our call-in number is 716-427-1096.
and the access code is 172268 pound. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of Apostle Willie Talbert, Dr. Mamie S. Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.